is going on? Welcome. I know that we haven't had a game. However, we have some big news, right? We have big news. But before that, you know, look, we've had a couple weeks off. This is the Voices of the Black and Gold. In case you forgot, I'm Nick. We got Eric with us. We have Justin joining. We're going to have some more guests showing up. But look. No games. We've been off. Nothing to really talk about. And then, boom, we get some big news, right? Big like, news. Like, I, I didn't know what to do with myself the last two weeks. You know, Justin writes me. He's like, dude, are you really not doing a show? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm just sort of chilling, you know. I'm waiting for something to happen. And when it does, here we are, Justin. <laughs> hey, everybody needs a break, but... With this news, we got to stop the break immediately, huh? That's right. That's right. Eric, what's up, man? So you rocking the uh, the blue Dodger um, LAFC hat. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that blue? This is blue. Yeah, this is the blue LAFC yeah. hat. I Yeah. You know, um, with these last three weeks, what what's there been to do with our, our favorite thing to do not happening? So we went to see the Dodgers weekend before last, and that was a lot of fun. Of course, this is what I rocked at the Dodgers games as well. And, uh, yeah, and then we went to uh, Pride in L.A. two nights ago and saw some great music acts and hung out with some of our best friends who were going to it. And, yeah, man, it's uh, – but, you know, we, we've missed we've missed the bank. We've missed our black and gold. And, uh, you know, and I'm, this I coming on like here, man. Going. I've missed being on here, you know. Gaston, what's up? I see that you with are the Juve hey. jersey, with the Juve jersey. You Giorgio, Giorgio. Rocking the. Uh, For let's sure. Go all day. I couldn't miss the opportunity. <laughs> you know, um, that that's what we're really here to talk about. But we're just talking about the the, the little off break that we've had. Gaston, how you been? Oh, great, great. Unfortunately, Peñarol didn't stop playing, so the the pain never ended, really. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I'm ready for LAFC to be back. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they're back, right? They're coming back. We got a game yeah. Saturday, which is going to be awesome against um, Seattle, which is always a tough team. Uh, but we'll we'll get into the Seattle part. The best part about this is is that look, man, we just got a big defender, right? We just got Giorgio Colini, Italian, huge legend, uh, national team captain for many years. Has been with Juve for seventeen plus years. Generational. Um, I was player. telling Eric before the show, as a Juve fan, you got to understand, man. Like this guy for me has been a big part, and and the, this is the idea of this, right? I'm gonna say how I feel about this move. You guys go around. And then we'll just say what it mean for LAFC and we'll talk about Seattle and then get out of here. It might be long, might be short. It doesn't really matter. But about Giorgio, for me, I remember watching him and realizing that soccer really always wasn't rolling around. He was a hard-hitting defender, and it was something that attracted me to the game. It's something that made me really enjoy watching Italian football. It's something that made me like enjoy being a Juve fan. Um, he is one of three people who have been at Juve for that long. There's only two other. The other two were there for 19 years. That's Buffon and Piero. Right. So he is in good company. This isn't some guy that's just walking around being like, I'm a legend because I've been. No, this man has earned these awards. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like he, he is a beast when it comes to defense. He is someone who, um, someone that is, as someone that has watched Italian football for so long, he is someone that we all know in the, as an old school Italian player, he's a rough neck player. He's not soft at any chance. And we, we all see the pitchers. If you get by him and he can't catch you, he's going to grab and throw you down and take that. And that's what, that's the old school way. And that's why, us that love this sport and love Serie A, love him as a player. And then on top of that, he's a super intelligent guy. We all know he went, he like graduated college while he was still playing in Serie A. And, you know, he's just, a, he's a really amazing human being and has always had the captain band because he deserves the captain band. Um, he is a team guy. He's a guy all about the, uh, the locker room and, um, you know, it's this is a special, special, special moment for LAFC, in my opinion. I get that he's 37. I get that we want to get away from the retirement league, but he brings so much more than just that for players like Fall and and um, Mario and stuff. And that's the truth of the situation. I know that was a five minute spill, but I just like hey. it's my it's the other team that I've watched and loved and supported. So I have a lot to say about this particular person so eric go ahead man sorry about that yeah no no worries you know I'm, I'm on the other end of the spectrum that of all of us here i probably know the least about chiellini um to me you know i know that he's a generational player that kind of if you go if you look across a like you know a, like a one decade span and you start looking at the best best players at that position within that decade He's, he's probably got to be a top four, top five to play center back in the last 20 or last 10, maybe 15 years. That's one thing I know about him. Um, I also know that he's, you know, he's 37. If there's an age you're going to play at 37, center back and goalkeeper are probably the two most likely that you'll do. Um, for me, knowing of his pedigree and more, you know, putting him into our team, he seems like a veteran leadership we really need. I know he plays with a very hard edge. That's something we really need as well. Um, you know, my my only other thought on this, obviously it's a TAM deal. So from the contract side, there's absolutely nothing to be upset about, no matter That's what. That's one of the best moves that the front office has done to be able to get a, this caliber of a player on a TAM deal. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I get his age has to come into a play a little bit. And I know you're all about the money and Justin, you focus on this stuff a lot. And I know the age had it. But I mean, come on, man, his yeah. name, you know, I think sort of almost Mikhail, puts him with a DP. Yeah, I think places. even on a Tam deal, even if he hardly ever sees the pitch, what he's going to do in the locker room is probably yeah. going to more than pay for what he does. Right. That said, you know, I still, I think he's going to spend some time in the field for, I put a poll up earlier today with, you know, if you, if people think he's going to do more than 50% of the team minutes or less than 50% of the team minutes, I think it's probably going to be right around 50% of the minutes that he plays. I don't think he's coming here to, put the team on his back and carry us across the line. But I also think we don't need him to put us on the back and carry us across the line. He's just there to help us improve our mentality and improve what we do is, is kind of how I see the whole thing. So to me, this is an excellent move. Uh, you know, we, we have a bigger name than Carlos Vela now on our team. I mean, I think when you look at it, like world football rankings, Keeling is going to be ranked higher than Bella is. And we'll, we'll see how all this goes. And so it, it's an interesting chapter to see. Let's, let's see if he's going to be the difference for us. And we're going to start seeing a, a much more solid and hard headed team because we need to stop 
getting punked around in our tough matches. For sure. Justin, where are you at on this, man? Like, I know you're big on Kalini and things. And, and how big is the TAM deal? And how good did the office do by getting that? Absolutely. No, you guys, that's that's a great point. You guys are bringing up so many fantastic points. But that one is, su is super key to me because, I mean, Kalini is the biggest non-DP signing in the history of this league, undoubtedly. I mean, every player that comes with this type of name as you said, automatically gets a DP tag. The only reason he's not getting a DP tag is probably his age, but even so, he probably deserves one. I mean, he could get more money if he wanted to stay in Europe, and so that's why I don't like this retirement league tag. He He's not coming here to retire. We saw that with his tweet. He's saying he's coming here to win trophies, that's right? right? Yeah. He's not... He's. Yeah. You could talk all you want about the retirement league, but to me, the, the TAM is very, very important. Obviously, it also leaves the DP spot open for LAFC to get, uh, you know, uh, another big name, somebody that uh, can maybe contribute more on the field. But I think what the Eric's poll was very, very interesting uh, because we don't know exactly how much LAFC expects him to play, how much Shirondalu expects him to play. We got a, a short statement from Shirondalu because of his, uh, his spot on Fox sports today with the Australia Peru game. But which he said, you know, I hope Chiellini is ready for LA. I can guarantee you he is. But mm. look, I think this is fantastic. I am as high up on Chiellini signing as pretty much anybody else as you are, Nick, because of the because of it being a TAM signing and multiple other reasons. I wrote an article which will be should be published today uh, about giving five reasons why I believe that this is a perfect signing for LAFC right now. Um, but Give I just us a, think, a snippet of one of one good reason out of that clip. Well, well, you took one of the reasons was was the TAM. I, I think that that's such uh, such a huge reason. Um, but the other one of the other reasons, you know, you mentioned fall. I think that the way that he's going to mentor fall is unbelievably uh, important. I think that fall is incredibly athletic. We know this going forward in the air, all of these things he can do. But we also know that he needs to improve defensively right? In his reading of the game, in his positioning, in his decision-making on when do I make the tackle? When do I drop back further? These are things that fall still needs to improve on. And understandably so he's only 19 years old. He shouldn't be, you know, at the top of his game there, but Chiellini is at the top of his game there. He's a master of this as good as anybody in the world. And so if right. he can teach fall that he then bumps up, not only falls ability, but his price tag, uh, for for whenever we sell him in the future, which will only help the club, uh, of course. But uh, but yeah, just, uh, as as you said, Nick, I could go on and on about why this is an incredible signing. I mean, there's not many players in the world who captain both their club and their country. Chiellini has been captaining Italy for a decade. He's been captaining captaining uh, Juventus since, as you said, Buffon left. So it there's just not that much more can be said about how good this guy is. And yeah, comparing him to Carlos Vela, if you want to do that as an LAFC fan, uh, for, for anybody who doesn't know world football as much, only follows MLS or something like that, Carlos Vela pales in comparison to Giorgio Chiellini. Carlos Vela, people know who he is worldwide. People do not respect him. Giorgio Chiellini is one of the most respected players of this generation. Yeah, I, I seen your tweet about it's the biggest signing ever, and I, I completely agree, or for LAFC, like the biggest name, and it's 
hundred percent the fact and uh, seeing yeah. people disagreeing and it's the argument is ridiculous. It's, it's so, I'm sorry to say, but it really is ridiculous. Um, Gaston, uh, you know, you're hearing the arguments and everything. And, and to Justin's point, I want to say this, too. Uh, I was reading an article that, uh, that uh, one, somebody wrote about Kalini and they were saying that um, uh, that uh, he wanted to come here and he expected to win, that he he wasn't seeing this as a uh, retirement league. And I, that is a great point. I think it's sort of a mis. And, uh, representation when people come here. You know, you got the Higuains that expected a certain thing. You see how he fell out. Kalini yeah. is not going to be that. And you know that, right, Gaston? Kalini isn't uh, going to come here and be one of those guys to sit on the side and be like, yeah, this is – no, he's coming to win some trophies. I hope so, yeah. I mean, if Kalini wanted to retire, he, he would have retired in Juve as the legend he is. That's There's right. no need to come to L.A. Uh, to – to be there two years, well, a season and a half. He could have retired. He has already won enough money. So he doesn't really need uh, to come here to MLS just to, to retire and to, and to earn a high salary. Uh, I'm really excited because I think that he still has the ambition uh, to help a club that, I mean, aside from the supporters' shield, is trophyless, and he has won a lot of silverware in Italy. So um, all, all I can think about Chiellini's signing is positive things. I mean, um, not only from the, not only from strictly the sports part, but also LAFC's social media, so social media accounts grew a lot in this past few days. Yeah. I mean, LAFC's Instagram account surpassed 50, 500,000 followers, which okay. is a huge, huge number. And uh, this is these small things are those who helped the LAFC franchise and uh, LAFC as, uh, as an enterprise right. to grow. And, and not only LAFC, but the league. That's right. Um, and yeah, you know, talking strictly about what's going to happen on the pitch, I'm pretty sure that Chiellini is going to be fantastic for us. Um, yeah, we saw in the in the finalissima that he is uh, a slow player, but he's always been slow. Mm -hmm. He's never been fast, so that's not an excuse for it's me. It's the technique. It's not the speed, course. right? It's always his technique. That's what I mean. He always chops the ball off at the yeah. right spot when he for needs sure. to, and that's one been one of his most beautiful things about him for me watching him. He, he's able to compensate the lack of of speed. He is. With uh, with uh, mental speed, like mm -hmm. he's a really smart guy. Uh, he has that degree. Uh, I mean, not many footballers. Um, you can see the, the profile Chiellini is not only as a football player but as a person with those uh, small details. And well, that's not small, uh, but <laughs> with those details. Yeah. And uh, you can see that he is a guy. He's an ambitious guy. He he's gonna he's gonna be a leader. Uh, I I read it on the chat uh, today. I don't remember who said it, but I completely agree. Chiellini should be immediately our captain. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree with that take. I mean, I don't think Vela's gonna presence, pass it up. I don't think he'll pass. It. I don't think he'll give it up. But truthfully, he should he walk deserves. in there and be the captain. I mean, 
Don't expect it to happen. Don't expect it. It's not gonna happen. happen. It's not going to, but it should. I mean, I'm just just being honest. Like 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 okay, I've been here and I've been thinking, but here you go. Like you just gone and you have it, but it is not gonna happen. (laughs) I see I don't I don't agree. I don't think you need to give it to him. I I, Carlos Vela is is the captain of this team and he is I mean he started you know, he is the, the name of this franchise since day one. And that's why he's our captain. And that's I fair. think that, I think, look, Chiellini doesn't have to have the armband to be the leader of the team. He will come in and, and be a presence. I mean, John Thorrington said it uh, in, I believe in Josh Gross's article, he said it, um, that, you know, he had lofty expectations for the man that Chiellini would be because of, you know, obviously if you have that pedigree, you're going to carry with you a personality. And he's, John Thorington said he was even more impressed. He was blown away, even with those lofty expectations of who Keelini was when he first spoke to him. So it's not going to be a problem leadership in the locker room. And so I don't, I'm not worried about that captain's armband. Um, and that's why I think Car- Vela should keep it, but Keelini will still be just as much of a leader, if not more. Mm. Chris, what's up, man? I know you're in uh, Florida, but appreciate up, you joining, man. I, you're out there having a good time doing the Disney thing, but... Hey, you got, the, you got the big news, right? Like we we get we get the legend coming here to LAFC. So the official uh, news, yeah. How how's that? Well, look, man. I mean, originally, age, those types of things, right? You're just you just know you're going to get the retirement league stuff and all that. But I just, you know, look, call me a homer, whatever. But I do feel like one, I'm Italian. I've been watching Chiellini for better part of two decades. Um, secondarily, um, not anybody can just wear the blue of the Azuri for 117 caps. That doesn't happen. That, that country demands an awful lot out of their national players. It's, it's it's not what we expect or or have come to expect here in the U S it's a completely different universe over there. And for someone to just be penciled in for better part of the last 16 years, says a lot about him, not only as a player, but as his character, but also a lot of people think he's like 50 years old. Dude's 37, man. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and put a lot of minutes in, in the Serie A for a, a top flight team, one silverware just this year. Um, and, and, and to be honest, the part of it that, that, that stands out to me the most, Justin just referenced it. I read, I consumed everything that I could today with regards to once it kind of went public, when, when Giorgio made his post, Josh Gross had a great article on it, as he said. There's a bit of a paywall there, but Athletic has a great article too. And one of these they referenced was that kind of started five years ago during this conference that he was interested. He mentioned something to Will Koontz, who's John Thorrington's number two, and they kind of just you know put that said, okay, let's you know let's keep this in the forefront of our mind here if something happens. And they essentially you know once the Azuri was were eliminated from this most recent World Cup with the North Macedonia loss. They reached out to him again, and they said it moved real quick, but that LAFC wouldn't make the move until they met with him. So LAFC didn't just go, oh, my God, you have a name. You're Giorgio Chiellini. Let's just throw money at you. Let's just make you a DP, like, and uh, who thinks he can come and smoke while he plays, like Iguain, right? Yeah. Like, like no no trash. They came and sat with him and said, hey, what is – why? And, and he, he broke down games. He sold it. He's, he, he, he This is a dude who has no – I thought that was awesome, man. Huge. Like, there's, this guy has no business ever selling himself to us. Real no, talk. He no, could have no. been a DP on 
twenty eight of thirty two teams probably. Yeah, that's exactly right? what we yeah, said yeah. right before you joined. Yeah. I mean, really, he doesn't. So, so I, I understand the criticism from the age standpoint, but I also think that's very basic. It's very bland. It's very regurgitated. Um, let's look at this specific signing and this specific team and in this specific landscape. Is this just MLS going out and signing some old-ass dude? No, 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 this is not. Uh, no, this no, is no. not a guy who's clearly washed. This is a dude who could have easily re-upped with Juventus for 18 to 24 months if he wanted to. He mm. could have got a DP somewhere just on his name alone, like you guys mentioned right when I came in. Yeah. So, so from a reality standpoint, yep. this is a massive get. Anybody that has the slightest ounce of soccer knowledge has applauded this. That's right. I haven't yeah. seen a single person publicly, big name dude, say, hey, this makes zero sense. No. When you factor right. in the compensation, when you factor right. in what we got him for, fake money. <laughs> we got him yeah. for fake money, dude. That's it. Right. Fake construct, uh, the, a, a, a fake construct of salary dollars, this MLS nonsense called allocation and target. It's Damn. stupid. <laughs> we all know it's stupid. Yeah. But, you know, we have to play within those rules. And guess what? For all the we criticism we've had of – hey, we've had a lot of criticism of John Thornton, myself, many others in this room. He's done he, great. I, I, feel like he, I feel like he crushed this last offseason. Yeah. This is just another scenario where I feel like when it comes to allocation money, Thornton is playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. Right How many now. other teams let their allocation money just expire? Yeah. How much more do you have of that? I don't know. Do I care? Don't care. <laughs> this is working. Right. We signed yeah. this man – and look, I hope he's 50% plus a minutes. But if not, if we're winning games, I don't care. There's just no scenario in which I, I feel in 18 months we go, oh, what a disaster. I just – with it, that could happen with a young South American, young Central American, young whoever, right, which is who we've been signing. Yeah. I just I, – I have such a level of confidence in who this guy is as a player and as a person with his character, the armband, the, the experience, the, the silverware, all of it. And I'm looking going – how does this – what's the scenario, Nick, in which this goes horribly wrong for us? It, it can't. Injury? No, there's none. I mean, like, well, I, yeah, there's just even, so little even, downside. Even for, even for his injury, right? Like, it, it, the, the downside is so small, right? Because, yeah. again, as we've all talked about, it's a tam deal, bro. You're yeah. not putting out – Bukers of money like you did on a Horta, like you have on, you know, on other players that are going to sit there like, dude, this is a TAM deal on a player that we know a lot of people would have took. And yeah, yeah listen, he's coming oh, to Vancouver LA was rolling the back the Brinks truck up to him. Yeah, but... they were. Yeah. 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 And we have and a solid center back. He didn't want to go there. And he didn't want to go there. And he's like, no, nah, if I'm going to go, <laughs> I want to go and enjoy. I want to go to basketball games, you know, like, but to, to your point, though, out of the 117 games in 2020, in the Europe uh, Championship, he was recognized as a defender for the t that tournament. Yeah. Um, uh, where was it? He had played uh, – I know this, but I just want to make sure I'm quoting it right. He played 392 games for Serie A for Juve and 561 games in all competitions, 74 of those being for the UEFA Championship and 14 being for the European League uh, Championship. I mean, dude, this guy has been – 
um, nominated as the defender of the like he's won the defender award. I don't even know how many times he's part of the record breaking um, when Juve won nine years in a row. He was part of that Juve team. So, I mean, dude, we we got us a good one here. We really do, you know. And yeah. it's true. Now, yeah. look, I, I, there are some questions on here, and I want to get y'all's opinion on it because it is sort of a true, true, true thing. If he does come in, now who sits? Are we bringing Fall off the bench? Or is now Fall going to move over and is Mario going to be off of the bench? What, what, what do we think? Well, you got to remember as well, we have Segura about to come back. Uh, like, and, and Thorrington kind of addressed this. I don't know if you guys read that. Look, uh, and I, for me, you know, I didn't see him address that part. Go ahead, Eric. He didn't, we'll he didn't address who sits, but he addressed the fact that Chiellini gives us a tactical flexibility that he doesn't feel any other team in the MLS currently has. And that's because of our depth at center back. Now, me exactly. personally, I'm expecting one of these dudes to roll. Like some, one of them's gone. I don't know who. Probably. Um, you know, summer window's not here yet, and because we're getting Keelini free, it looks like we just have this this kind of uh, embarrassment of riches at center back. But I, he spoke about it, so I believe, on the ESPN article. I don't know if you saw it, Eric, but on the ESPN article, he mentioned yep. we can go three in the back. He said, we have center backs that can play center back on the right, center back on the left. We have guys that can even play four at the back, depending upon. Okay, he's so like, Pialini so gives us a, a tactical flexibility because of how smart he is, because of his experience, yeah. that there's no one else in the world we could sign right now to give us the flexibility he gives. So then what we're going to do is we're going to basically do what we did last year. We're going to have three in the back. We're going to have our guys play up high where we possible. That's the case. I wish we would have kept moons. So now Hollingshead is sort of going to be in that position. Justin, I see you sort of sitting back. What do you think about that? I mean, you're not, you're not too fond of this or what? Look, you know, I agree with what Chris is saying. Look, we have a lot of tactical flexibility and we can go to that three back. Um, But the problem is, is then, you're either going to move somebody to uh, a right-sided center back when you don't necessarily want them there, or we're going to move our center backs into fullback positions in a back four that we've been doing. I mean, unless you have Palacios and Hollingshead are now our only two uh, fullbacks, right? And, and they've been in and out with injury. So if if they're both fit, okay, you have two fullbacks. But if either of those aren't fit, now you're playing a center back at a fullback position, which is okay. why I still well, think Jonathan, that we answer the question. Who are you sitting? Is fall coming off of the bench? What was going to happen? Okay. Well, ideally in an MLS cup final, you're putting Chiellini and Segura next to each other, but and so fall and Mario on the bench. Right. But I think that okay. there's going to be a lot of rotation there because as we said, Chiellini's not going to play every minute mm-hmm. and Segura is coming back from injury, an ACL. You don't rush back from that, especially no, in, especially when you're playing on turf fields like Seattle. I don't think yeah. any Segura should get any playing time on any turf field. So okay. I think that there's a lot of different pieces. And so you can then By play the way, I agree with Fall. I actually agree with Lady with Fall. You can play Segura with Fall. You can play – you can rotate and then you have a lot – of depth, and that is what I love, and I, I I do agree with Chris. Probably one's gonna go. I think Daniel Henry should probably uh, get sold somewhere, considering he's still on the national team, even though he's yeah. not up to that level. He wants so a minute for sure. Yeah, he should he's capitalize out. capitalize on yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely don't think he should be here anymore. But but to me, but... a fullback needs to be brought in so that we can have rotation in every position with everybody in their natural position. That's how you win an MLS Cup. That's how you win a Supporter Shield is depth. Okay, uh, Gaston. Is there a problem brewing there, though? Fall feels like he is sort of the man, right? Now you have the big guy coming in. You're supposed to be learning, but that means now you're going to be on the bench a lot more. 
Um, and when you're feeling high, you're 19 years old, you sort of feel like, hold on, what are you doing? You know, like I want to learn, but I'm, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good right now. Could this be a possibility and an issue? And, you know, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know Mamadou Fall as a person, but I, I, he doesn't seem to be like an, an egocentric guy. I wouldn't think so. I, I, I think that he is really down to earth and that, that he w- would understand the situation. And I mean, there are the MLS schedule is so fucked up. Like there are plenty games coming up and in a really like there's not many days between them. So I don't see much problem with rotating. I mean, you're not playing Chiellini every three days. He, he isn't capable of it. So, one game Chiellini plays with Segura, the other day Chiellini, uh, sorry, uh, Segura plays with Fall and then Murillo. You have those possibilities and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, unfortunately injuries are a possibility. And let's say, unfortunately, uh, Segura relapses. Uh, Let's hope that doesn't happen, of course, but it's a possibility. Right. Uh, and you've got a top defender, whether it is Fall or Chiellini, to cover for him. Um, and you've got Murillo, who is, for me this season, Murillo has been great. Uh, but we know that he has those lapses in which he, he, he isn't as reliable. But you've got those options for, um, for, those, um, for, for those situations. Like, let's say... We had to play Ilya Sanchez as a center back against San Jose. You wouldn't have to do that. If That's right. That's right. Uh, I'd rather have uh, Ilya on the, in the midfield and Chiellini or, or, or whoever that covers that position as a defender. We um, never need to see Acosta, Ilya, or Blessing on the back line again. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's true. Well, that's why we need a fullback. Exactly what Eric's saying. Yeah. That's why we need a fullback because otherwise Blessing might have to play. I mean, somebody's playing out of position unless yeah. you have both of your fullbacks. So I, I agree with you. And and Justin, yeah. to your point, I agree on the Segura thing, not having yeah. him play on any like turf fields or anything. I think that's a great point. I yeah. guess to my question to you guys is, and I like what you're saying, is there a little bit too much rotation though? Can there be, because then you don't get that continuity. You don't get the, you know, Hey, look, I work a lot better with this guy, this guy, and this guy. And, you know, if we're constantly moving them around because we have such depth, can it, can we start seeing, okay, well, this is starting to fall apart a little bit. I think it would, I think it would if there was only one game a week, but as Gaston is saying, our games are so packed. We get two games a week. One Respect. game a week is very normal for a player, and, and, and two games a week is not so normal, especially for an older player. Uh, even even Mario, that's a lot for. So yeah. I think that it, it's very fine to have rotation and, and, and necessity to have that rotation. Right. And I also think the other point being we still have some time to figure it out, right? Chiellini's not going to be eligible to play until the El Trafico game. So we still have four yeah. games between then right. to, to see where Segura's at. To, to for Sharondolo to decide, okay, how am I going to play this out? How massive of a game is that going to be, guys? Oh, right? Like, this, yeah. Kalini's going to come in for that game, sort of how so-and-so yeah. did for us. Like, it's going to be really <laughs> cool that that situation is happening, right? Yeah. Eric, so your poll was about, will he play 
less than 50% of his time or will he play 50% more and 50% more one, right? So more people believe that he will yeah, be on the pitch 40. more than he will not be on the pitch. They do. And I'm actually on the less than 50% card. I didn't vote on that, but if I was that where I would, that's where I would put it. And, you know, something we've been talking amongst ourselves the last couple of weeks is, you know, and something that I firmly believe is that Chiellini took one look at MLS and he thought, where do I want to go? And I feel like he picked us more than we really picked him. And I think part of it is, you know, because number one, he could have gotten more money somewhere else. So like he wanted to be here. And then, so the other thing I think is, He's a smart enough guy that he would look at our roster and see, all right, what do they have going on in the center back room? And he sees we have a very strong center back room. So he knows this isn't a team that he's coming into and all, and he's relied upon to be the starter. So he doesn't say us. also something that really, really would have appealed to him. As far as a player moving out, the only player I can think of, and, and you brought up Henry, Henry and Ibiaga, I, I don't really think much about because those guys, those guys are clear, clear backups. You know, yeah. Our starting caliber, we have three guys pre Keelini, which is Segura, Murillo, and Fall. They're all starting level MLS guys. You know, Ibiaga yeah. and Henry are you know marginal, but not not like strong lockdown starters. So Keelini coming gives us a fourth one. Lots of rotation opportunities, you know, and uh, so. I think the workload is not going to be too crazy. I think if anybody goes, it's going to be fall, which is the guy I would least like to go. But, you know, I, we, we had talked before the whole way the Rossi situation unfolded that if you're, we're going to get a good value for him, if somebody offers it, we're probably going to take it as opposed to turning it down and letting him develop for two years for something higher. So just with all that said, you know, my, I'm leaning towards nobody's leaving our center back room. We're going to roll with a lot. Maybe Henry or Henry will move or Ibiaga, but I don't really count them because they're backups to me. But out of our starting quality guys, I think all four of them are going to stay now. And it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a center back by platoon. And we're just going to see different different setups every time. They're going to practice together and, you know, they're going to interchange. And I think nobody's going to be very upset about it. You know, what's funny is, is like we all reference how much fall is going to get out of this. And and and, uh, you know, Chris, this one's for you, because I know you read the article. I know we all did, but you have referenced the articles quite a bit in your tweets and everything. But the, in one of the articles, uh, one of the reference were that Kalini uh, when he, you know, when they talked to him that he referenced some of the matches and stuff, but then he referenced a certain player and they didn't say who that player is, but we all assumed that it was fall. So if this is the case, man, the fact that you have, like, I get like, honestly, I'm getting red hot and excited about it because for this kid fall that we all have watched now since he, I mean, he was there at 18, right? He came in at 18. Now he's 19. We get to watch whatever happens and then watch his career later on in life, right? And it's just going to be so great to see any little thing that he picks up from him. And we're hoping that Kalini, uh, that that's who he said. But that article alone, right, like that was pretty cool that he broke the games down but then talked about the actual player, right? And we're well, hoping the, the, that – You see this all the time, right? Euros, whoever, experienced players coming over to the MLS – and half the time, you can kind of tell they're cashing a check before they ever cash a check, right? Right. But but for a guy like Chiellini, the, I think what's so important about him as a signing, and once again, something that Justin referenced, is that there's, there's nothing about this guy's career 
that would make anyone think he's here to cash a check. Yeah. Matter of fact, he could have cashed a bigger check. Then on top of it, you find out he's aware of the roster that he's been having conversations. His brother has with LAFC for the better part of five years. Things picked up a year ago. Like this is not new. Yeah. He's had his eyeball on our team. Can and you that's, imagine for me, for me, that ago? tells me oh. that the brand is, is, is doing something right. The brand is exists. It's not just some, some construct of our imaginations of fans like, nah, man, we're crushing it. Like it, it's, it's a real thing. Right. So, no, so we know sure. that's the case secondarily. And this may be the most, the, the, the largest indictment when it comes to how successful of a signing this is, is that Kevin Baxter liked it. That bum. <laughs> he actually <laughs> liked this signing. That's Wrote a, a whole promise. article about how great this is. This Homer, <laughs> oh, that must have this knob, this galaxy doge just sitting yeah. here. <laughs> writing about I'm like, oh my God, a positive word came out of this man's mouth in, oh in print. <laughs> so that's why I did I, so I okay, I gotta be honest. I don't read his stuff, but I noticed everybody was liking it. I'm like, why the why is everybody liking this yeah, man's look, hey, right and now? look I, I read I, I read all this stuff anyway because he he still reports on the team and, and he does he does tend to be very even keel about things. He doesn't, you know, he uses very different verbiage with Carson games versus ours. But the reality yeah. is is that he speaks to a lot of the things that we've already mentioned today, which is there's 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 just not a lot of downside to the signing. So if you want to knock it based on his age, that's fine. We can all take that easy route. We've got folks in our chat that that's they're just they're just stressed out about his age. I understand that. That's a valid concern. But if that's all you're going to talk about, you're not weighing the signing against the rest of the positives. And specifically, when, Nick, you talk about all these things, like, Homeboy was ready. Like, I know about your squad. And when he references a specific player, gee, who else do we have that's a young, up-and-coming center back that has all the talent on the planet? We've all seen it. Needs yeah. to be reined in a little bit. Needs to be taught how to work a little bit harder, yeah. which Hollings had mentioned on this podcast. No, right, that there's young dudes that need to be taught how to make things. What better than to literally right. bring in probably the best center back of the last 20 right. years in professional soccer? Period. Full stop. Like, what an opportunity for Mamadou Fall! Like, what an opportunity for this young man. So, it's it, it also speaks tremendously to the club, to to young players. Right, when we get these 18, 19 year old kids, right, to go, damn, look what they did for Fall! Like, he's yeah. like like they they brought in like one of the greatest of all time to teach this kid. So I just don't see any downside to it. And I know folks think I'm a homer for that reason, but I'm trying to be negative about it. And it's like, okay, once I'm past his age, what's the downside? Oh, okay, Italy so lost I'm about to be real corny. So what? I'm, a, I'm about to be real corny, but this is a real legit question and I'm being for real. So every team has a player that comes over and then that sort of is one that makes them now being recognized over in Europe. Gaston, I'm going to give this one to you because you're in Europe, right? No, and, I'm in South America. Well, South America, South America. But <laughs> uh, I'm saying I, I you, wish you, get it. you have a football world that's big that you get you get the whole thing. So my point is, is like yeah. when you get a move like this, so for Carson, it was the David Beckham thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you have people that went over to New York and stuff. And it makes people in the big football communities recognize MLS. And it finally says, oh, my God, they got this big one. Even though they might say it's a retirement league, they still are like, hey, this is a big one. And to your point earlier, the Instagram got all these new followers, right? Yeah. How much more do kids now watch and say, as to Chris's point, oh, well, hold on a second. 
he is watching those games. He recognized that player. So if I could get my foot in there in the States for a league that is less than where I am, if it's in South America, if it's in Europe, if it's in wherever, right. To say, I'll go to, I'll go to MLS and I'll play there. And then hopefully those teams over in Italy, France, wherever will be looking and I will be able yeah. to move to that club. What do you think? I mean, is that really a, a thing yeah, now? I mean, you think this is the guy that puts LAFC on the map as opposed to like how Carson did? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Chiellini is uh, a, a, a name as big as David Beckham, Beckham of course, or, or either Slatan. But I mean, he's a pretty well recognized player. Like today, I, I was talking to some friends who don't really watch MLS and they mentioned Chiellini moving to LAFC. And uh, they, they never really talked uh, to me about the MLS because they, they think it's a farmer's league, which <laughs> it, I, I tried to convince them that it ain't true. And signings like this can only help, uh, help me to convince them that MLS is a league that's growing, that's not a retirement league. And uh, I think the same is going to happen with uh, these young kids uh, these Peñarol youngsters who receive an offer from LAFC and they say, oh, yo, I'm going to play with Chiellini. I'm going to play with, with Carlos Vela. Right. Um, because... Um, I'm going to play perhaps, with Brian Rodriguez. The, That's right. Yeah. I mean, no, but for uh, real, Chiellini, though. You Chiellini know? is pretty well known here in Uruguay because he was the guy who Suarez... Uh, of course, bit, bit, right. In, in the World Cup. Uh, and uh, he, he was pretty much hated... Uh, but right now, I think that the the relationship is sealed, and uh, well, I mean, he he is pretty well known not only for for that bid, but for for playing for Juve, which is a massive club, and uh, yeah, yes, it it, it, I, I think that it can only bring recognition to to LAFC and to the league in general. So I agree. Uh, you know, the, separate the question thing. then. Does signing Chiellini mean it's now more likely that we can sign Luis Suarez? Hey. Uh, no. Are they no like, are they can so we put them on the same now? team together? I, I, no. I, I, I mean, Chiellini follows follows Suarez on Instagram, so I don't think he hates him. But the thing if is, if we did, would Suarez that be amazing? Suarez is going to Inter Miami. Suarez is going to no, he Inter is. Miami. He's going to Inter. Messi. There's no question about uh, it. And we can't do anything about it. It's my it's my dream. My biggest dream right now is. Is putting Suarez and Chiellini uh, on the same team mm. and having a picture of them like the one Brian Cre and Crepo had. Uh, like you remember, like Brian and Crepo had kind of a fight on the field when Crepo uh, was playing for Vancouver. So oh, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That same thing to happen with Suarez and Chiellini, but unfortunately, it's not going to be possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, now you know. Listen, just to wrap everything up on on this, I, I'm I'm stoked on it, man. I mean, I really am, and and this is going to be a great great signing. Well, it is a great signing for us, and we we really do have us a leader. Um, and uh, hearing hearing everybody else excited about it makes me even more excited. You know that you, especially for like someone like Eric that hasn't watched a lot of him, just to see what he what he does, like what he is back there. I want to see him. I want to see him pull some people down, man. That's yeah, oh, you're gonna, <laughs> you'll see that. That's that's because he's slow, but he. I want to see him break hard. some people. For sure. <laughs> he'll take it and he'll be like, he just doesn't. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, so let's let's move into uh, well. The bad news is he don't play for a few weeks, so he has yeah. to get acclimated. He's he's there. He's doing some stuff with the family, and uh, the good news is he comes rest. in. Yeah, he comes in for Carson, yeah. so he's going to come in and oh, rest yeah. it up. And um, I expect him to probably start that match. I would I would assume by then. No, Justin. Hey. Hey, how great would it be know. if he comes in and just bodies Chicharito, just oh. just bodies his ass Dude, like a straight up Chiellini style? The main, the main I, I would right buy now, like eight jerseys the next day. Yeah, for the playoffs. So y'all don't think he'll start? I, it's one of those where it's no. If every, every fan would want him to start that game, but no, the vast me. majority of coaches no. are not going to start him uh, immediately. And Dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Almost a, a month let, away. Am I am I wrong? Let me yeah. Let me give a perspective on Depends this. Depends on how he practices. We all we all saw that game, and we saw all of our players not even get off the bus. They didn't even try. Like you know, maybe that's rude to say they didn't try. But that effort on the field was seriously lacking compared to Carson. We got punked all up and down the field. I want to see the exact same starting lineup that started last time. And I want to see them go play with some fight in them. And if they don't, then I want to see a Chiellini subbed in and start laying down the law on them yeah. to stop being bitches. I've got to disagree with you ball. guys, man. We're talking about July 8th. July 8th. I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to sit there for three weeks? But is, is he allowed to train with LAFC? I think he can train, but he can't. he can't – play until after, after July 1st is when he'll be allowed to play, I believe. No, that's I'm not sure about yeah, three weeks he's going to be sitting there just Lewis. training. This dude's going to be on the pitch. Ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't no way. Yeah. It's very it's but, very possible, Nick. I do think that this isn't no Bob way. Bradley, right? It's, it's no. not Bob Bradley. Bob this Bradley didn't work Bob guys Bradley. in for like 18, 19 months. Like, this <laughs> we signed Horta, and that fool sat there for damn near felt like a year. We're like, what is going on, man? We paid all this money. This dude's never well, going to play. Know, he, I don't think – and now we know why, right? Yeah. For, he played for 12 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then he sat he, for a year. He, well, he played for 12 minutes and passed the ball right to uh, – exactly. right to uh, Oh, my Kamara, God, that dude. the Galaxy. Yeah. Let's not bring I'm that sure, up. I'm not sure Horta is a fair there. comparison for Keelan. But, yeah, no, for that – Of course not. But I want to – The point is that it's not Bradley, right? It's Chirondolo. And we don't necessarily know how he's going to work in a new signing like this. We haven't seen it yet. So – to your point, well, Nick, it's that, very possible. We do know, it's we do know it's very possible he's in the 11 on July 8th. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know how Chernobyl is going to handle this. We do know that Dolo is a big defensive guy, and he has mad respect yeah. for him. So I can see him being like, I don't know, you're, you're – you don't need – I mean, you've been three weeks. You want more? And he's going to be like, oh, well, I'm ready to go. He's like, you're – what am I going to do? Tell you no? Yeah, yeah. Get out there, headbutt someone, grab a collar. I'll get you out by. I'll get you out by the sixtieth. We're good to go. Yeah. I want to see our squad that went out there. I want to see them have a second chance to like go out and play how they should have played the first time. And if they don't, then like you know, send send the babysitter in to like show them how to play a a freaking derby. You know what I yeah. mean? Because Fair. then that's how I feel. Fair, Justin. Yeah, I mean, well, look, we saw with Eddie Segura, obviously it's a little bit different. It's injury versus, you know, coming in as a transfer. But Eddie Segura was available, didn't get a single minute. Uh, and so I think that it shows Shrondalu, yeah, it's, he's different than Bob Badley, but he's still a coach. And the, as I said, the majority of coaches do not like rushing players in, whether it be from injury or in a transfer. You want to slowly integrate them into your team, even if it's somebody as good as Chiellini. And so that's why I think that that's going to happen. Now, look, is it, even at Darby... 
that is maybe something that you want to put Chiellini in more heavily because of his attitude, of his mentality, right? As you guys say, he's gonna he's gonna be a little bit more physical. He's gonna make those tactical fouls that we struggle you to make. Know, you know, Chicharito does not want to run nowhere wow. near him, bro. He's like, no. No, no, no. I want to be on the other side. <laughs> put put me on the other side because I just well, don't and, be around. and to just and to Justin's point. <laughs> How bad have we been at tactical fouls, by the way? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, we hey, need that. We need guys hey, that will just grab a jersey, stop stop the counter, and shut it down. Hey. Uh, I, so, Eric was talking about that that Galaxy game, right, that, that we didn't put in effort. The, one of the main reasons we didn't put in effort, it looked like, is because we weren't making those tactical fouls. Basically, every goal Galaxy scored is on that counter attack, and we yeah. had the ability. Sorry, I don't know if I cut off. Um, no, and we had the ability – Okay, sorry, I hit Siri on accident. I don't know if it would cut off my audio. Um, and uh, but he would he those tackles Carson was making on every single counterattack of LAFC, so we didn't have any chance to get going. That's whereas right. we would not make the same tackles going the other way. Right. Um, but just quick, the the quote that Chiellini uh, had, I'm not sure what it was from a while ago though. He said, "Malice is part of is part of football. I wouldn't call it illegitimate." That is the type of man mentality that we need See? that we've been lacking. Yeah. I'm retweeting that one, Justin. I'm putting that on the. I'm putting hey, that on. Hey, go tweet hey, it. Ma- go tweet it. Ma- hey, I'm gonna. We gotta get that Chiellini jersey with just malice on the back. Malice. malice. Oh, just son, bring, the malice. bring the malice. <laughs> I love it. perfect word. Now let's hashtag malice because that's how it is. Yeah, uh, he's not even trying to hide the fact that he don't like you. He's like malice nah, means means know. ill intent. I'm bringing it. Jersey, they'll think it's Callum Malice. But then they say in the locker room, <laughs> you gotta spell like, it right. Like spell it right. Teddy bear. He's like, he's like <laughs> the biggest teddy bear. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, Seattle, man. What do you guys think? Um, they needed a break. I, I, I expect Seattle to come out sort of firing now, right? We're, we're gonna see a little bit of what they have tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so we get to see a little bit. Is it tomorrow or Wednesday? You know, it's yeah. Tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. Uh, we get to see a little bit of how they're coming back off of the break. Um, and it could be a double-edged sword, right? They could show up Saturday feeling maybe with a little bit of tired legs, or they could be like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go because they're in, getting in the groove of it where we are trying to break into that strive to get ready for, you know, the double-week games. Uh, where, where do you sit on the Seattle game, Gaston? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing I said in, in the last show. I think we're, we're going to lose because uh, Seattle is kind of our nemesis. It's been a long break. They are playing tomorrow and they've got uh, Morris and Roldan on the national team. So they've, they've been playing. It's not like they, they have been two weeks without any single minute. And uh, we always find it really hard to to find ourselves comfortable on turf. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Seattle uh, knocked us out from the 2019 and 2020, uh, yeah, 2019 and 2020 uh, MLS playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, perhaps the, the opponent I feared the most in the league. Um, but, yeah, hopefully the guys show up. I mean, that, that rest also has the counterpart, which would be positive that they, well, let's say Bella uh, could have recovered from those discomforts he has. Or uh, maybe Brian, who, who came to Uruguay some days, could disconnect from 
from football and kind of recharge his, That's right. his energies. That can also Which is be a needed, positive. man. That that's good. They need to do that. You yeah, know? of course, of course. It's it's a long season, and I don't think there's gonna be another FIFA break until the World Cup, or is there one in September? But I don't know if MLS stops playing. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a trick one. It's a trick one. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I don't think we're getting the the three points. Hmm. Justin, do you agree? Uh, no, well, I don't think it's necessarily a, a loss like that. I think I look at it as a very important, uh, you know, measuring stick for LAFC so far, because okay. we know that Seattle are a much better team. Like what Gaston is mentioning in, in the playoffs and later on in the season, Seattle is always yeah. not so great at the beginning of the season. And then they'll pick it up and they'll make it run into the playoffs. And then they'll, that yeah. that's how you win MLS cup in always. this league, right? You always, always. hit the ground running Just in the me. playoffs. And so early on, we've seen that, right? Seattle are sitting in uh, 11th place right now. They, they haven't had a good start. They're wasn't starting. It, didn't, wasn't, yeah, the last, they wasn't it last year, the year before last, they were in like almost dead last and came in the majority of the season and it came back and ended up winning. It, it had to be the year before last, I think, Justin. Yeah, it's it's the Seattle way. Uh, and, and Portland does it similarly too. I mean, it's it's why they're they're historically very good clubs in this league is because they know that the first part of the season is not that important. And that's why a lot of LAFC fans have said, okay, we're doing well, we're in first place, but it's early. We haven't played any big teams, all these things. And all of them are fair. And so that's why I think when you look at this, it's going to be a big measuring stick. I think it's slight advantage Seattle because of, I think, you know, playing tomorrow is going to help them coming back from the international break. Uh, it's a little bit easier than if you're sitting off for two weeks and uh, obviously being at home on the turf, all of those things. But I think that LAFC, if they're wanting to prove that this is the year, you have to go in to Seattle and at least get a point, if not win the game, because I think it's a very winnable game of the ones that we've faced against Seattle. Uh, and then, obviously, we have some other big ones coming up against Red Bulls, Galaxy, and those are going to be big tests as well. So yep. once we get I through agree. these, we'll really see where we're at, I think. I agree. Eric, where are you at, man? You agreeing with Justin? You know, uh, our, I think I think the narrative, the, the negative narrative that's emerging against us so far this season is that we can't, we can't play the good teams and that we can beat up on the bad teams. And I think Seattle's position on the table is deceptive because they, um, they one, they had a big congestion with winning CCL. And if you look at their recent form, I think they're on two or three wins in a row right now, or else two wins and a draw, but they're, they're starting to come alive and, you know, once Seattle comes alive, they, they can go up against anybody. Uh, so whether they continue to really start to roar into form, I, um, I think Rui Diaz was hurt for a while, and I think he's coming back. So I think this game could kind of be hot or cold for us. It's kind of a toss-up for me. I think if we win this, it's going to be on, on set-piece goals, run a play. Seattle's always very organized. Yamar is really solid at the back. And so they're yeah three yeah three in the last four games. Thank you, Gaston. Yeah. So they're that that team that struggles at the beginning, like they're turning into the team that makes a deep run right now, and that's who we're going to see. And we're going to see them one more time this year. We usually play them early in the season. The last bunch of years, we've all played them early. Now we're going to play them in the meat of the schedule now. So we we have to shake that. Can't play good against good teams. Like I 
I really want to see us step up and take this game. I want to see three points. Like, let's see it. I love it. I love it. I'm with you guys. I think that we can win this game. Um, I definitely think this is one of our toughest competitors. Always is. Um, look, we're, we're a big club. Yeah, I'm a homer. I get that. I feel like LAFC is a big club, but you know, Seattle is a big club when it comes to MLS. I mean, I'm talking about MLS standards. Hey, Keelini proved we're a big club. That's all. I'm yeah, no, say. no, for sure. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. in, Seattle is good, dude. They have their respect. They have they their are. fans, and they're oh, a yeah. good club. And their they coach are. is a great club. I think we're a better club. Um, oh. I think that we can win. No, I'm saying I think that we can Joao win. Joao Paulo yeah, out is yeah, a yeah. huge. Joao Paulo yeah. out is huge. You know that you know, makes and, him a different team. But that guy always is. Open, that, my, is really good. My point is, it's always a great game with us, right? We always come hard fought with them. And and dude, to be honest, Portland too. When it comes to good games with LAFC, you know you're going to get good ones with Seattle, and you know you're going to get good ones with Portland. It's just what it is, like. They're they're hard fighting teams that have been in the league for a while, and that's okay. Um, we're new to the game, and we have came in firing, and we hold our own, and that's what I love about LAFC. And I think that we can win, so I want to see the three three zero uh, win. But you know, it'd be hard. Uh, I, I think uh, you know, if we get a two one win, walk away with the three points, I'll be stoked on it. Um, so, I know Gaston, you see it bad, but I, I want to see it. Go ahead, Justin. So you asked about Chiellini and whether he's going to start against. Uh... Galaxy, my question is, does Eddie Segura start or even get minutes against Seattle, right? Well, I mentioned I don't think he necessarily should be playing no. on the turf, but no. but Shundaloo said after last game that he's going to be getting minutes very soon. No so. way. No way, Justin. I'm Because I'm with you, buddy. Like yeah, I, When you said that, it was 100% how I feel. Like, yeah. I do not want him on the turf. What would the sense be? You wait one more game, bud. You wait one more game. As you, To your point earlier, right, we're playing so many games. You only have to wait a few more. It's, I understand you're in a hurry. We aren't going to play you on stuff that will get you hurt that we all believe should not be in the game, and you're going to play on grass and – you're going to play well, and you're going to be able to continue to play. That's just my thought. Gaston, Eric, go ahead. Well, I, you know, turf, uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Ever ever since I went with my wife down to Brazil and I saw uh, Allianz Park where Palmeiras plays his turf, and I've never heard anybody complain about it in Brazil. Um, also, the um, – oh, I can't remember. The, the, the big stadium in Brazil is also turf um, where uh, – Flamengo plays. El Maracaná? Yeah, Maracaná is turf. They, oh. they made that turf like a couple of years ago, you know. So I've seen injury reports that certain injuries are more often on turf, other ones aren't. So uh, I used to be kind of like make them play on grass. But now, you know, I'm part, part of me. I don't know if it's just being soft or what. So I'm kind of I'm pretty neutral, I think, on the grass. But, um, you know, I, I think it's it, – I yeah I don't know I'm I'm just gonna leave leave it right there but uh you know I'm interested to hear what Gaston thinks about the Seattle game like well, how do you, how do you think that's gonna shake out? Uh, well, first on on turf uh, I don't like it I despise it actually um when when Peñarol has to play away in either Copa Libertadores or Copa Sudamericana against a Brazilian club I know pretty much we we are lost we we've lost the game because turf is. The ball it, rolls. It's different. not what we are. It's not what we are used to here in Uruguay. And I think that perhaps that the fact that I grew up watching soccer being played in in real grass makes me say like, why would you play on turf? 
like grass is better it's softer it's uh, I, I i don't see any well perhaps i i understand turf fields in really cold weather so i'm not sure about seattle because I, I don't really know much about the u.s but i mean in brazil for example it it's hot in brazil the whole year so i don't see any like Reason they can grow grass. Yeah, Seattle's like a wet. Seattle's a wet, colder climate. If that. No, it's very true. You know, I'm with you on that. I guess on it, it's like you can grow grass, Jay. But the the comment, the comment that came in was fair. Not all turf is the same, and there are levels to the turf. But what I will say is that regardless, turf is always going to be worse than grass, uh, even if it's the top tier turf. And that's coming from somebody who who tore their ACL because of turf and their and their uh, meniscus because of turf. It is. And that was – I was playing on the top tier turf that you're going to get. And it, if you stick your foot, your studs, in that turf, it is going to rip your your ligament somewhere in your ankle or your knee. But if you're doing that on grass, if, you're, if your uh, leg is strong enough, you can pull that dirt out and it won't tear. Mm. So that's the difference. Mm. Uh, and so I think that uh, it, it's, it's a big thing. And uh, not only that, but our sport specifically, ACLs – tear as much in soccer and basketball more than any other sport and that's more than football you think about the offensive lineman the amount of pressure that's going on there not nearly as much people are saying the same man they're all saying that they did and like hey same thing anybody who's done it knows and and the doctor will tell you when you go and and you're getting your mri they'll tell you it is because (laughs) of that turf Mm. Ask Atlanta United. So to answer yep. your question, Justin, I don't think none of us want him to play. Yeah. United. So <laughs> if, if you don't see him get in any minutes, don't get worried. It's just it's don't cautionary. He shouldn't even. I mean, honestly, like maybe let him come just to feel part of the group, but not yeah. like not even uh, dress or something. You know, like let him be in the in the box or something, and just be like, you're part of this. You're you're here. It's okay. You're allowed yeah. to have a day, man. Another week, you know. Um, well, man, this has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Gaston, Justin, for coming, Eric, as always. Um, you know, I appreciate everybody watching and, and, and doing this. Again, I know we've rambled on about the same thing, but this is something fun to ramble, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's you know, like when, game, when games don't come on, you're, you're trying to find things to talk about. And then when the transfer comes, you're like, oh, I could talk uh, about this guy for – I mean, we talked for an hour about him. And I get it. To some, it might not be interesting, but to us – geeks that love this sport for what it is and especially someone like me have watched this club this has been a treat to talk with you guys and hear how you feel about someone that i have admired for so long so thank you all for coming and you know and and sharing your stories with me uh thank you for watching and um yeah man we appreciate you guys all so much and we look forward to the game come saturday luckily it's going to be at nine o'clock for me in the morning which is going to be real interesting (laughs) (laughs) you know usually the games here are like 12 o'clock which are weird coming from la or even in the south but um yeah nine o'clock game bro so i'll have coffee and well i get up at four but you guys know (laughs) but you know it'll feel like a european game it will it'll feel like a european game for me you know so uh but yeah we appreciate you guys so much for showing up man thank you all so much have a great rest of your day